This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. The press, for Josh King, said he's known for blending blunt, hard-living storytelling and galloping melodies into a walloping punch of rock and country. The Greensboro-based multi-instrumentalist and singer-songwriter joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his new album set to release on November 5th entitled Feel Good. Hi, Josh. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to join us this morning. You're in North Carolina, correct? Yeah, Greensboro. Greensboro. Cool. Uh-huh. We were just in that in that area for uh, for the IBMA, International Bluegrass Music Association Conference here uh, a little while ago. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah, I love that beautiful part of the country. Have you been a... a there your whole life? Are you a native? I have. Li- I grew up in High Point, so um, you know, I I lived. I've lived all over the place, but for most of my life, I've lived in High Point in Greensboro. Enough to call so, yourself a native? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, did you grow up with music? How, how did the How did music become something that was a, a center point of your life? Uh, I was always surrounded by it. I, I grew up in a musical family. Both, uh, both parents, uh, you know, in, in some degree had were involved with it. Um, also, my grandparents. Uh, my grandfather was a piano player. Um, played in church a lot, so we grew up singing a lot of gospel, doing a bunch of harmonies together and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you did you play as a young child? I started playing piano when I was in, I guess, around 10 or 11 years old, um, you know, and kind of quit taking lessons and went off into wanting to just create my own stuff, yeah. um, which I, I completely regret. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and then after that, I started playing bass in high school, got into punk rock and skateboarding and all that stuff. yeah okay <laughs> and then kind of started my first band then in high school in high school yeah yeah, yeah. and then kind of moved on from there to songwriting you know i mean i guess i was always doing some songwriting but more uh singing and singing song singing and songwriting <laughs> what um, what inspired your songwriting what what led you to want to pursue that aspect of music uh, you know, as a teenager, I think I think a lot of it had to do with uh, 
you know, getting getting some getting some thoughts out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being able to. It's a more cool form of poetry, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, always like always liked writing. Um, you know, even doing poetry and stuff like that. And I don't know. I th- I think more more of it had to do with having some uh, idols and thinking they're cool and wanting to do what they did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you know, after that, it became more of a something that I had to do. Uh, yeah. Wake up in the morning. It's like well, I. But in order to feel accomplished during the day, I would at least have to get a song started. Yeah, that's cool. That's feel. a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you been able to pursue it full time? Was there, if not now, was there a point where this was full time? There was. I was. I played in a band called House of Fools for. Uh, I mean, I, I'm so bad with time, but for several several years, we toured. Um, you know, ten months out of the year. Okay, and, and that was play- indie rock, right? That was not uh, on sure. the Americana flavor. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was more indie rock, you know. And the the stuff that I'm doing now, this next album is more of that. The, the next album is kind of up, up, more like the indie rock Americana. It's kind of everything I've ever done matched into one album. Um, I've never really tried to. When writing, I've never thought like, well, I'm, I want to write this kind of song. Yeah. Um, when normally whenever I have a song finished and when I get into the studio, it could turn out to be something totally different because you end up adding all these, uh, different instruments and all this stuff. It, sometimes, you know, a, su- a super slow, sad song can end up sounding like a ELO song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did the house of fools thing come about? How, when did that start for you? I was playing in a kind of a, like a punk, um, pop rock band at the time and we were doing pretty well in greensboro you know we we didn't really hit the road that much we i think we went up north a couple of times but i started i got into the last dj by tom petty I mean, mm-hmm. i've always loved I've always loved tom petty but for some reason i got that album and wanted to write songs like that mm-hmm. so I, that's when i picked up an acoustic guitar and started kind of getting into, into that vein of music um, I had a buddy that I went to recording engineering school with, and he had just got like the first, <laughs> the first version of Pro Tools. And oh, yeah. <laughs> so we went over to his parents' basement. And I was like, oh, I have all these other songs that won't work for my current band. Like, would you, would you be down to record some music? So we did that, and we get together and record these songs, and then we put them up on MySpace just for fun, just for our friends to hear. And uh, we got contacted by a label out in California called Drive Through Records, mm-hmm. and we immediately, you know, kind of got most of the guys from the band I was in, pulled them over to this band, named it House of Fools, and hit the long dark road. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> went on. That's a different life. I don't think people understand. Um, you know, most of us in the audience just see a band on stage we like and think it's really cool and then we enjoy the music and we go home and they don't realize that you guys got to pack up gear and load up the bus and drive all night and all that kind of crazy stuff well, well hell with house of fools we were just stoked if we had a couple of you guys in the in the audience yeah <laughs> <laughs> but not only do we play in front of nobody but we also had to jump in and drive eight hours to play right so yeah yeah <laughs> so did that uh, just kind of run its course when when did that when did that end for you? Well, we had a 
we had a good run. We, you know, we, we did really well in certain parts of the States. Um, we got to the point where some of us started having, got married, having kids and stuff like that. We're going off and playing, even if it was a good gig, you still, it still wasn't like, we couldn't draw a bunch of heads in, yeah. you know, yeah. out of town to make it worth us leaving yeah. and, you know, taking some days off from work and stuff like that. So we ended up doing just, we play once a, like once a year, once or twice a year locally, either in Greensboro, Charlotte or, uh, Raleigh or something like that, and well, we're the last time we we had one scheduled for 2020, and of course that we didn't do that, and uh, shit, I, I think that was it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was never like a really spoken thing, and we haven't really. I mean, yeah, it just kind of faded. Yeah. Yeah, if something comes up, then maybe we'll do it. Yeah. If not, then, okay. If so not, it's okay. What What made you feel like switching genres a little bit? toning it down if that's the right way to describe it you know in, in more into the americana feel well i think about the more of it had to do with the players you know like we were house fools was a six-piece band we had a guy in there that loved metal we had a guy in there that loved you know just everybody loved different kinds of music so that's kind of what made house of fools um for my solo stuff you know it's still the same songs and i think they could still if i took it to those guys they'd end up being house fool songs mm-hmm. um a lot of this, like, I, I play a lot of the bass on all my solo stuff, play a lot of the keys and acoustic guitar, and then I have um, uh, my buddy who's from House Fools, Joel, who plays all the guitars. So it's more of a broken down mm-hmm. uh, project. There's not, there's less heads, and it's a little more focused, I guess, to, um, you know, the recording always kind of meets the original thought that I had in my head when writing the song, if that makes any sense at all. Sure, yeah. <laughs> We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a process uh, that you uh, put yourself through when you write? Everybody seems to be a little bit different. I always find it. We have a lot of songwriters that listen to the podcast, and I I, um, I hear from them that they enjoy hearing the different nuances as people um, work the craft of songwriting. How is How does that unfold for you? Oh man, I wish I knew. If it, um, I, I hardly consider myself a, a professional. I wish I could. <laughs> um, like I, it's different every time. Sometimes I'll get up in the morning and jump in the shower, and I'll a melody will pop into my head, and I'll sit down and pick out the chords and hum the melody, and you know, is decide if that's a chorus or a verse or something like that, and then kind of go from there, um, writing lyrics, writing lyrics as I go along, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I sometimes if I have something on my on my in my brain I I write it down like lyrically first and then you know if a melody pops up go searching through my notes for some lyrics that I might have already had and then go from there and then sometimes I'll sit down and write a song <laughs> you know just write like write the melody progression and right. mix all together. Um, the new record. Feel good is that right? Do I have the name correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the songs that are on that, did you write specifically? Uh, tell me about the the uh, the material that's on this new record. Well, it's you know, there's a lot of it was written during the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, 
every song kind of has every song is about a certain situation um there's some there's some stuff on there that's uh, a little more uh political i guess mm-hmm. um I, had, I lost some friends during the pandemic mm. um had a had a baby <laughs> yeah uh, so it got I, was, I became a stay-at-home dad from, you know, I play full-time in a party band, wedding band. Okay. That's my, that's my day job. And <laughs> I, I went from doing that to being a stay-at-home dad yeah. for, for a solid year. So there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stuff about all it's, it's Every song is something different about Personal, it sounds like. Uh, personal stuff. Yeah. And, and then some songs that I hope everybody can relate with, with their with the climate of our country and everything. So it doesn't come out until November. Is that correct? So it's not officially right. out, but you've been releasing singles. Yeah. Yesterday I released the second single and, uh, it's called tired of the fighting, which, um, I don't know. I think the, the, the title explains itself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play this material out solo or as a duo uh, with an audience I, play, I not since I mean right before um, the stay at home order hit and I I had a couple of the songs that are on the album uh, written so I, I went out and played a solo like a little solo gig and then I think it was like a week after that everything shut down mm-hmm. and uh, since then it's just been we're trying to get you know I haven't really had time to put together a band like i said whenever we're in the studio and everything it's a broken down mm-hmm. and so i'd have to find some other members to fill it in and i just you know haven't really had time to do it is that your intention what are the plans with this record sure yeah i think i think once we start once we start going um have some people in mind and some people that are down to do it um carve out some time and you know play play some shows and you, you, are you still doing the, the, the wedding band thing? Is that still active for you? Yeah. So, so you're getting to play? Yeah, we're, I'm, <laughs> we're back at it. Um, you, you know, don't don't ever try to take a wedding from a bride. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to figure it out as we go along. That's what I mean when I say get back uh, to, to normal is financially uh, and everything. Once I get some weddings on our belt and make some more money and I'll have some time to do some of my personal stuff. Yeah. Do you want to get back on the road with that? How far out do you want to take this? I know you, when we were talking about the house of fools, you, you mentioned that you guys had kind of gotten worn out with that process. Yeah. Is that, is that too far to go back to that style? I don't, I don't think so. I'd love to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I know a bunch of the guys that would be playing with me would love to do it. It just have to make sense, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. Going going and doing the bar gig where you go, you know, play a handful of your songs and a bunch of covers until two a.m. It's kind of out of the question for me. But if I if I could go play in front of a crowd that wants to listen and or open up for somebody or whatever it is, I'd definitely be open to doing that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. How far ahead are you writing? Like, do you have the next the next album in mind? Have you have you written that far out? Yeah, yeah. I I, I try to write. Like I said, it's a it's a part of my uh, daily routine. I've, 
I have to, to get some writing in and I've ha- I have an idea for the next album, uh, kind of like a, um, well, the vibe for the next album. And I have a few songs that I'm excited about. Will it be in the same genre as this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Different feel all the way around. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, of course, it's, I think I, it'd be kind of in the same vein, you know, but I kind of, I want to get a little more experimental with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it might, the songs I have right now are a little more mellow. If, um, maybe a little more singer songwriting. Yeah. If that, and, but I would like to get some different sounds involved and try to, you know, experiment with some things. I was listening to some of your videos. It has a, um, it has a 70s feel, nice kind of <laughs> 70s vibe. And, and one in particular, um, you're harmonizing with yourself. And I, I had yeah. this this uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash kind of feeling listening to that song. It kind of felt very 70s, summertime oh, cool. kind of feel. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Well, yeah, I love, all, I love all that stuff, especially uh, um, when it comes down to harmonies and stuff. And one of my favorite things to do is, you know, get a song down and then, um, hash out some harmonies. Yeah, you, you yeah. mentioned Tom Petty. Is that the kind of style of music that influences you? Big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 70, 70s rock. Tom Petty. It's a. We've always had this thing in the studio. It's like whenever you get stuck, you. What would Tom Petty do? Okay, <laughs> I like that. That's cool. We kind of go that direction. Yeah. Um, it just seems like he's just the kind of guy. I love the his. Lyrically, he's such such a blunt writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 songs that seem so simple but when it comes like but it's it's hard to write you know yeah. you listen you listen to it it's like it seems like it's already it was already there yeah before you know i was like oh that yeah that makes sense but when you get down try to write a song like that it's a little more complicated mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. it seems <laughs> <laughs> that's cool so the new album is called Feel Good. I believe you said it was out November 5th. Um, where can people reach out to you, uh, get a copy of the album when it's out, uh, correspond with you? Yeah, we're going to so um, we're gonna do a pre-sale or a pre-order or whatever here in the next couple of days. So you can, uh, you'll be able to buy it. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be on Bandcamp or if it's going to be on the Screwdriver page. Um, and then, it, you know, once it comes out, it'll, it'll be streaming everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, website, Facebook, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Josh King, it's Josh King on Facebook, uh, Josh King NC on Instagram. Okay. Uh, website or, or are those the avenues? <laughs> those are the avenues. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people are using that as their Facebook or their website page now. Which you know, I did have, I had a website for the past couple of years and then, you know, it seemed like everybody was going to Facebook and right. Instagram anyway. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not very tech tech savvy either. So keeping up with that was a sure. was a pill. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Josh, and uh, enjoy your music, and we wish you the best with it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, 
the happy family, the money. 911, Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.